0: Today on City CityCast Chicago, Natalia Lozano earned attention early on in the pandemic by organizing testing sites and distributing masks and food in some of the neighborhoods hardest hit by COVID-19, like Little Village, Roseland, and Humble Park. During last year's protest, she organized the Black and Brown Unity Rally after there were reports of anti-Black violence in her Pilsen neighborhood.
1: We are a revolutionary city of Black and Brown Unity the first rainbow coalition of the black panther party was started right here by chairman fred hampton
0: we talk with her about the history of black and brown solidarity in chicago and what to expect at the black and brown unity concert this weekend it's friday june 11th i'm jacoby cochran and this is citycast chicago first A little bit of news, y'all. So the day is finally here. Chicago is fully reopening. Let's talk about what phase five means for you. One, Loki on Disney Plus, baby. But also later hours and no capacity restrictions at bars, theaters, weddings, sporting events, churches, gyms, restaurants, you name it. The Old Town Art Fair is this Saturday and the Puerto Rican People's Day Parade next Saturday. Plus, businesses aren't required to do social distance seating, take daily health screenings, or require masks. But of course, they still can and might, so be prepared. As CTA is hiring new bus drivers across the city, current union members say more still needs to be done to protect drivers. Earlier this week, an upset passenger fired gunshots at a CTA bus after they were asked to wear a mask. As of May, there have been almost 260 recorded incidents involving violence on CTA property. The union leader, Keith Hill, said there needs to be more surveillance to protect drivers. They're frustrated. He said when a person spits on us, or when a person swings on us and gets off the bus and runs, none of it is recorded. The union says labor action may be taken as early as July if things don't improve. Remember, for more Chicago stories, sign up for our daily newsletter at Chicago.citycast.fm. Last summer at this time, the city was on edge. Protests and rallies, then looting and unrest, shook the city after police killed George Floyd. At one moment, we were marching on South Shore, the next, almost every business, grocery store, and bank in my hood was hit. And lines were drawn between the city's black and brown neighborhoods. There were reports that black and Latino gangs were dispatched to guard businesses and keep the other out. Uh, Rather than a call to end police violence, for some, it turned into black versus brown.
1: It comes as Latino and African-American gangs clash in the Little Village neighborhood with reports of looting and shooting. After several recent violent incidents in predominantly Latino
2: neighborhoods. Social tensions in Chicago are high. People in Little Village say they've seen an increase in Latino gang activity against African-Americans who live here and who come through.
0: But for activist Talia Lozano from Pilsen, the narrative which she says was pushed by police and politicians didn't add up for her.
1: When um, the police are under a magnifying glass and being criticized is usually then where then, you know, gang wars break out or Black and brown people start fighting. And a lot of times that is manipulated and instigated by the police department. We've seen it in history.
0: You see, Tanya's family has deep roots in Chicago activism. Black and brown solidarity runs in her blood. Her father worked closely with Fred Hampton and the Black Panthers, And our uncle, Rudy Lozano, was a key ally of Mayor Harold Washington.
1: We are a revolutionary city of Black and brown unity. We had the first Rainbow Coalition of the Black Panther Party was started right here by Chairman Fred Hampton. My father was on that Rainbow Coalition. We had the first election of Mayor Harold Washington, our first Black mayor of Chicago, because there was a Black and brown Latino coalition that helped make that happen. We have true, rich history of what we can do and how fast we can progress when we do it together.
0: So Tanya, who founded Healthy Hood Chicago, which provides services like a food pantry and classes on how to live a healthy life, took action. She got a call from Bella Boz, the activist we talked to a few weeks ago, who is a rapper and columnist in the city.
1: And she was like, I'm seeing this stuff, you know, on Twitter and on, on social media. What's going on with your neighborhoods? What's going on with your people? And I remember thinking like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I can't just go up to gang members and in, in gangs and tell them stop fighting. You know, like that. I, I They may not even know who I am. Like, who am I? You know? And so it just put us into gear.
0: Tanya and Bella put together the Together We Rise Black and Brown rally
1: nothing new we've been coming together we've been coming together we've been doing shit together black latino poor people oppressed people all over the city
0: let's give it the up. rally is oh. back tomorrow i mean it's more than a rally it's a concert it's an event it's a place to get a vaccine for kids to play tanya and heavy crowns a performer and manager of trap house chicago a black-owned streetwear and culture collective put it together I sat down with them both to talk through the bigger message of black and brown unity. How do we make sure that we're focused on the unity between black and brown communities versus trying to, um, you know, sometimes we fall in this oppression Olympics where we really wanna make sure that our issues take precedent maybe over the issues of another community.
1: You know what it is? I think so often we fall into the trap of compartmentalizing our struggles but in the end, it is the struggle. We all are dealing with the struggle. And it, I've seen so many videos of like, this is why black and brown people should care about the Palestinian issue. Or this is why brown people should care about the Asian issue. Or this is why black people should care about this. And it's like, we are contributing to that narrative. We all hurt when one hurts. And we all benefit when one benefits. The immigrant issue is not a Mexican issue. There's Africans who are immigrants, there's Haitians who are immigrants, there's you know even Europeans, there's Asians, there you know and the same thing with police brutality. Police brutality is not only a black issue. Police brutality is an issue to all marginalized communities. It's definitely an issue to brown people too. Adam Toledo was 13, he just got shot dead in the chest with his hands up. So what I'm saying is all of our issues affect us. They're all the same. It's a systemic problem. Um, That's really what we're trying to do is unite people under that message that there's no reason to compartmentalize and continue to contribute to to the narrative that we're separate because we're not anymore.
0: It's just beautiful to see this rally, the Black and Brown Unity event, which started in 2020. It was created out of a moment of confusion, Fear, unrest, but a desire to create support, to create networking, but also to to showcase that these communities have long shared uh, in solidarity, have long shared in creating mutual aid for one another. What is Black and Brown unity as you've both been working across these communities over the last year? What does that really look like in the city for the people who just don't know?
2: If we could just say hi to each other in passing, um, I know it sounds so little, but we, Chicago has become a very anti, uh, we can be kinda, we, we're we not the most neighborly people all the time uh, between black and brown. And I think that if we can at least get to the point where we just see each other, you know, see that each other exists on every day, like passing in the street and just a head nod, a gentle smile. Um, it just says so much about how much, how you value a person.
0: Tanya, can you jump in there?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, working with Tripod Chicago over the last year, you know, um, every time we collaborate, it's been, it's been eye-opening because I think so often, like, we look at each other, even in the social justice realm, like, oh, there's, you know, Latino people doing work for the Latino community, Black people doing work for the Black community, and we forget that, like, to talk to each other (laughs) and to learn from each other and and as a result then we start to give to each other um working with trap house i know like anytime i have extra resources i'm like y'all can we do a pantry at y'all spot this week and and the other thing is we need to distribute the resources you know like there's so many organizations who have stuff have money to pull events off, but they just don't know how or whatever. And it's like if we don't open our mouths and collaborate with each other, then you know, we're gonna our impact is gonna stay small.
0: Well, last year you said Tanya, you only have five days to plan the Black and Brown Unity Rally. This time you've had so much more uh space to create a much larger event. Can you all tell me about some of the things you're excited
1: for? I'm excited about the free resources because. When you throw an event, you should be feeding your people. You should be making sure they're good. So we have free produce. We have free green and healthy juice. We have COVID vaccines, COVID testing, HIV testing, free, free, everything is free workshops. So we have... Uh, cardio kickboxing, yoga. We have a footworking workshop.
0: That number of events, programs, resources, free goods. I mean, it's at the heart of what you've been trying to create at healthy Hood Chicago, at Trap House Chicago. Heavy, can you tell me a little bit more about this lineup, about this concert that is going to take place in Dvorak Park?
2: Keeping true to the black and brown unity, uh, we have a healthy, equal amount of black and Latin artists that's gonna be coming out, um, some doing traditional uh, Ma- Mexican music, some my uh, man, Lester Ray is one guy, I'm just super excited. There's so many people. Hold up, we in the presence of glory. We in the presence of holy. Hold up,
0: toda la cosa linda to the front. Front, front. Despite what sparked this <laughs> Unity Rally last year, what was made clear last year was being made clear this year is that the history of black and brown unity in Chicago runs deep. It, it has helped to push this city forward. It's helped to elect mayors. It's helped to uh, build new policy. We make Absolutely. up over 66% of the total Chicago population. And yet our communities often live so far from one another, not only physically, uh, but oftentimes uh, emotionally in the conversations we're having. And I love uh, that this effort, this movement to continue to not only show our history, but to chart our path forward together. Man, I'm I'm just I'm I'm glad to be alive to see the work that both of y'all are doing. So Heavy Crowns from Trap House Chicago, Tanya Lozano from Healthy Hood, We Got Us. I can't thank y'all enough for sitting down with me to talk more about the Black and Brown Unity concert 2021, which is happening this Saturday, June 12th at Dvorak Park from 10 AM to 8 p.m. And remember, that's everything from a concert to free workshops, free classes, free food.
1: Vaccines, get vaccinated if you have it.
0: Testing, vaccinations, fresh produce. Y'all both should be extremely proud of the work that y'all are doing and continue to do. Uh, I know I'm very much proud of you
2: both.
1: try to be like Jesus every day, right, Heavy? Man, thank you. Thank you, brother. It's an
2: honor to be a servant. It's an honor to be able to serve you.
1: Every day, every day
0: some good news to get you through. If you find yourself on the west side of the city, you can also stop by The Waste Shed for their pop-up bookstore this Saturday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can pick up a book or you can donate one. I might have to slide before I head over to the Unity Concert. Speaking of Unity Concert, all of this talk got me and the City Cash Chicago crew talking about what else? Our first concerts, mine, was the Heart of the City tour with Jay-Z and Mary J. Blige. Lead producer Carrie Shepard, what about you?
1: I believe it was Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, the reunion tour. I was just a kid and I went with my dad.
0: Producer Simone Alisea let me hear you.
1: My first concert was Green Day at the Tacoma Dome. It was the American Idiot tour. I was 11 and my parents actually let me skip school the next day because we got out so late.
0: Producer Natalie Rivera, what you got?
1: My first concert was My Chemical Romance. This was in 2005, and it was for their Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge tour. Uh, My dad came with my friend and I, actually.
0: And newsletter writer Sidney Madden actually has a photo from her first one. I won't give it away, but see it. You got to share with the CityCast family on Twitter. Come on.
2: My first concert was the Jonas Brothers, and I got to meet them backstage.
0: I have to give a thanks to Sam Trump for our amazing theme music. And shout out to Mark Greenberg who revised so many of the beats we use. And of course, I saved my last thank you for you. I appreciate you for listening. I'll talk to you on Monday. Peace. All right, I got this, 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 I got this. this. All right, here we go. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Natalie, you got to hold me to a higher standard because I will just keep moving up. Yesterday, Carrie just put a stop to it. She was like, all right, Kobe, I love you, but that's too much. I was like, yes, man. I was like, "Yes." all right. That's
1: right, Jacoby. I did.